Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the social psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It was with great pleasure that I had the opportunity to have Asen Knight on our show this evening. Asen is the host of the Psychic Coffee Shop, your spiritual cup of joe. Knight co-hosts the show with Rain S. Love, where they meet every Tuesday night to discuss current events from the psychic point of view. Asen is a master psychic for more than 22 years. He's a certified clairvoyant who hosts international clients from around the world. Each week, Knight and his co-hosts encourage their audience to relax with a cup of coffee and tune into a comfortable environment that provides and to assist with tools to one's life, one's life journey. Asen's show covers such topics as psychic phenomenon, current hot topic issues, and relationship advice. They provide free psychic readings at the end of each episode to members of their audience. Welcome to the show, Asen. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's it's a pleasure to have you on our show. Well, thank you. How can I help I, uh, you? It, it's exciting because I know you've been on your own podcast for some time. And I wanted to get into the background. I think I hear a little yeah. echo in the background. I don't know if you have a, a speaker going on. I don't uh, actually have. Let me readjust the speak. The uh, I'm using a headset, so it oh, okay. may do that. No problem. No problem. Yeah. As long as it's as long as it's okay. I uh, I wanted to just get into the background of what caused you to start your own show. Well, I had been on a few podcasts, you know, because I do interviews all the time, you know, Amanda Dow um, and Barbara Delojo used to host a show called The Psychic Chat, and I appeared on there all the time. I'm like, this is the way the market's heading. This is where I want to go. I want to be on radio, and this was in the very early days of blog talk. I think the longest the show could be, like, 30 minutes, because otherwise it couldn't download. Um, and... Me and Rainey had worked together. She started as a client for me, and we became friends, and then we started working the same networks and stuff. And we'd be on the phone during the day. You know, she'd call or I'd call because, you know, no calls coming through. And we would talk for hours. And I'm like, okay, this is how we do this. This is what I want to do. And then I read um, Sylvia Brown's book, People Keep Talking. And that's how I came up with the idea for the Psychic Coffee Shop. And I said, all right, Rainey, you know, we're doing this so often. You know, let's just make it a show. Let's, you know, just sit and talk. And, you know, we've worked out things. We used to do scripted shows. We no longer do them um, because we found that we didn't need the scripts anymore. Nice. Nice. That's great. Um, 
How many years have you been doing your show? Just in case our audience doesn't know. Like we are going on a decade of live broadcast. I mean, there's, there's been a few. Th- yes. Wow. So you've been doing this for ten years. That's phenomenal. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, you know, sidetracked to that, you know, during that time, I've hosted other shows, I've launched other shows, worked with other hosts other than Rainey. Um, Like two years ago, we, you know, me and a bunch of other hosts launched some stuff on YouTube for our platform. And then just recently, like tonight's going to be our second episode, I've launched a show that's not psychic-based. It's more hot topic based and more conversational based called Mountain Bears. Um, but it's on the same channel as the Psychic Coffee Shop. Excellent. Tell us tell us a little more about the Psychic Coffee Shop itself. What made you come up with that title for it? Because what I what we wanted was to have coffee talk, you know, you know, as psychics, you know, people talk all the time about, and this was big during, like, the Friends era, the revitalization of Friends, and, you know, being in a coffee shop, and I'd gotten invited to come and read at one, and, you know, just sat there and do readings as people waited for coffee, and I thought, this is a great idea for a show. You know, this is how we should do this, and that's when we changed our format to be the psychic coffee shop of chatting and building on things, and, um, you know, just sharing different things and being that friendly place where you can come and sit down, have a cup of coffee, and really get in tune with stuff. I like the theme of that. I really like the idea. I think everyone's got their own creative spark that you can utilize when you develop mm-hmm. these kind of programs. Right. In terms you know, of – go ahead. Okay. You know, and with that creative process, you've got to let it grow. I mean, you may set out and think that this is how it's going to be. It's going to run this way. It's going to sound this way. No, it'll change over time. Ten years. I'm trying to think how much how 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 much changes you personally witnessed in your own programming in that amount of time. A lot. Um, we witnessed technology improve. I mean, before it was you could only listen to it on Blog Talk. They had to have a link. We've moved to now being, you know, we're on Alexa, we're on Google Play, you know, we're all over the place, everything's so interlinked. I've seen the formatting change to where, you know, me and Randy could probably do a show on peanut butter. Um, <laughs> you know, we used to have these big, huge conversations about, okay, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to present, and it's, you know, anymore it's just like, hey, it's Tuesday, get in here and get your cup of coffee, let's go. Sure. Have you um, have you had episodes with technical difficulties occur? Every Mercury and retrograde. Every Mercury and retrograde. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I think that that's part of that process you got to deal with too is having mm-hmm. to think on on the cuff if something goes right. on that it, it makes it, it makes it part of the experience. Mhm. In ter- in terms of the podcast idea. I- the most fascinating thing for you that you on every episode you find out a little more about that you just love the most about this stuff for you from your own point of view the reach i'm you know every episode you know after every episode in the dashboard you can see where your listening audience is and some of the reaches that we have is amazing Okay. And in terms of reach, is that geographical reach that you're talking about? or Yeah, geographical. You know, we've got listeners in India. We've got listeners in Russia. We, you know, 32% of our listeners are in Australia. We're starting to fill in the Africa, the lower South America. We've got callers coming in from India, calling in from Japan. I'm used to having international clients. That ain't a big thing for me. But international listeners, it's like, I didn't even know they had the internet there. You know, exactly. that type of reaction that, you know, someone's going to take an hour of their time to hear what I have to say. That's always that's amazing. Well, and then also looking at it from the point of view that there's people who enjoy what we have to say. Right. From our point of view, and I just consider us regular people with a microphone, you know. Um, You're right. 
and that's 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 rewarding for me. I, it, this is my outlet, my creative outlet. I never knew I had within me before. Yeah, um, and it'll grow. Let me let me ask you this, with reference to your own psychic journey. I know that you've been mm-hmm. a master psychic for 22 years. Mm-hmm. You've become a certified clairvoyant. Yes. One of the things that I've I've kind of stumbled on with this show, at least my mm-hmm. show, is the idea that every single person who I, I think most of us are intuitive, but everyone who's established themselves and being publicly open about being intuitive, what would you consider your coming out story as a psychic? I didn't get to have a coming out story. I got to have a little terror fest going on um, because I was like seven and picking up, you know, who's coming in the house and, you know, who's calling and, you know, telling my grandmother this and that. And she's like, yeah, okay, that's normal. And then around 16, you know, because I've been studying tarot and all that with my aunt and my grandmother, and my grandmother used to do readings and all that. So around 16, you know, I get a call from memory, can you come over to the house? Sure, no problem. And she basically had two people there. She had one in the kitchen, one in the dining room, and the house, you, you could literally shut every door. And she's like, I made a mistake. Dorothy's here, and so is Mary, so you're taking this one, and I'll go do that one. And I'm like, oh, lovely. And that's kind of how I started reading and doing readings, but it wasn't a main thing for me. My main thing was going into nursing. I was going to be a nurse, done, end of story. You know, the psychic was a fun side job until I hurt my back, and, you know, the basic universe just started slapping me going, are you done yet? Sure. Tell me, share with our audience, I believe you're from West Mm -hmm. Virginia originally, right? Correct. What part of West Virginia are you from? I am from Oak Hill, West Virginia. Um, But, you know, I'm, and that's a little tiny town. Um, The way I explain it to a lot of people is if you take the palm in your hand and make it into the shape of West Virginia, I'm down by the rest. Close to Virginia. Okay. And... What your background, I believe you you come from a Romanian background, is that right, with Irish? Correct. Um, correct. My mother's Irish. My father is 100% Romanian gypsy. So it, you know, it's a blend, but it really helps me. In both cultures I found valuable. Both cultures kind of help me. You know, the tarot is more Romanian gypsy. The clairvoyancy and seeing is more of an Irish background. I see. And with reference to living in West Virginia, has it been challenging for you pursuing your spiritual path openly there? I feel like it hasn't been challenging. I feel like, if anything, it's been more embracing. Um, Because, you know, a lot of West Virginia has the ability to look the other way. And, you know, within West Virginia, you have a lot of Scotch-Irish. You have... You know, a lot of ghost stories going on, mining tales going on. It's all been a part of things. What's your view on spirit guides? I saw that on your website. I just figured I'd ask you that for the show. Well, my view on spirit guides are they're basic assistance. You know, a lot of times the spiritual world gets reflected here on Earth, and everybody has assistance. You know, today everyone's got an assistant, they've got a secretary, or they've got a project manager, or they have, you know, someone that keeps them on cue. That's the way I take spirit guides. They're not these big, fluffy, you know, angelical beings wrapped in robes floating around doing nothing for you. They're there to help get you information, to make sure you meet your lessons. For me, my guides also pull up, you know, the information on other people that's asking questions. Um helping me sometimes to connect with animals. I'm working on that one. It's still really weird trying to understand a cat's mind. But, you know, I'm still growing, and, you know, they're still growing. And what I find funny is the way the media presents them comparative to how they are when you work with them. Because, you know, my guides are are wonderful gossipers or terrible gossipers, depending on how you look at it. they're smart aleck. They come off hot-headed sometimes. 
And I think, why do we always get them kind of floating around in midair and, you know, not really doing much for us? When they do a lot, if we learn to listen to them and if we learn to connect and communicate with them. I like that. I um, Everybody's got their own approach. Mm-hmm. I, I tell people I tell people as a medium, I read energy. That's just my thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that you can incorporate spirit guides into yours mm-hmm. is a very, is a phenomenal thing. Other than the tarot, do you do, and you're a clairvoyant, so is there any other specialties that you do psychically? Psychically, um, I deal with astrology. Um, I actually got a new deck that I'm working with now called the Black Astrology um, Oracle Cards. I'm working with those. I'm learning to work with mediumship, but it's difficult for me because I'm not used to having information come right at me or to experience it. For me, I'm I'm used to watching TV. I don't normally like being in the show. I like being in the background when I'm reading. But for mediumship, it's coming at it comes to me differently. It comes more as right in front of you, you know, as <laughs> experiencing. You know, it's more empathic sure. on a level. So I'm still working with that. It's not exactly where I wanted to be at yet, but it will be. That's interesting you say that because that's where I discovered I had a ability was through mediumship and Mm -hmm. uh i was a reluctant medium at first in other words i'd go out with friends and something would happen while i was out in a social setting that's why i call myself the social psychic but Mm -hmm. people would just come through and it was one of those situations i had to learn to embrace over time because it was bigger than me Mm -hmm. and i i still enjoy it a lot the mediumship one but then i also do the intuitive stuff too and I feel like we'll all grow, even as we do more readings, our abilities will grow with that. Kind of like riding a bike, you get really good at it over time. Right. And, you know, I you love that analogy of riding a bike or running a marathon. It turns yes. into running a, you know, running a triathlon, you know. And <laughs> for me, you know, and I've seen a lot of readers, and they have kind of like the format. You do this in a reading, you do that in a reading, you say this, y'all do this, and then you dance and do that. And I've got a little bit of that format, but I haven't gotten that point where it's like, okay, I can call up Aunt Flo and figure out where she put, you know, Mama's cookbook at type mentality. If they show up, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, here's, I want to say a father figure doing this. So I'm more of a Southern Southern Florida style medium, whereas I see a lot of more public mediums tend to be a lot more British looking and British behaviorized. You know what I like the most about this stuff is we you, when you can put your individual style into how mm-hmm. you meet people. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's also similar to being a host of a show because you have your own personality. It comes through when you do your show with your guests and, and have the ability to, you know, create topics of discussion and dialogue. Mm-hmm. All those things kind of tie together. Very much so. And, you know, taking your – your way of doing it. Definitely. Let me let me ask you this. When you tried YouTube, mm-hmm. did you did you find that it was easier for you to be on YouTube after having your podcast for the last ten years, or did you kind of venture into it and kind of put your toe in the in the water and get a feel of it, and then kind of were a little more hesitant with it? When I, we tried YouTube, I liked the format. The problem with that. Um, is to deal with, you know, when we tried it, it was very much cutting, you know, it was still, you know, in beta testing. I think now that they've improved their live format, I think that'll work a lot better. Um, and we're, I'm looking at going back there eventually. You know, we're now, we're still uploading the shows. But mm, it was different because, you know, you had to, you know, make sure that the setting was great and the lighting was, you know, it was more to it than just making sure that the microphone's in the right place and, you know, you can shoot and go. Sure. We have a uh, Let's see who we have. I fear we take the one caller so far. We have two, but I want to see this one first. Hold on a second. Okay. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Hello, this is Jason Zook. Hello. 
Yes, hi. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question for Asen or myself? Uh, yes. Um, I was wondering, um, I've been separated for a while, and I was wondering if you have any insight on um, how my husband's doing, like, if he's moved, moved on or... Okay. Asen, I'll let husband? you go first. Okay, what's your husband's name? Uh, John. John. Okay, let's see here. And let's make the lawyers happy. What's your birthday, Todd? My birthday's 42162. His is 42368. Okay. I feel like you're having to be very strong at this time. I don't feel he's moved on. However, I feel like there was a lot of issues that he had to go figure out. Uh-huh. And a lot of it had to do with finances and where he was happy at life. Okay. Okay. That didn't have much to do with you, but it majorly affected the relationship in um, in general. I feel like you're going to have to deal with him, but I'm looking at it probably within seven, nine weeks. In seven weeks? Yeah, seven to nine weeks. I feel like there will be a change in the situation, and that's where you'll have to make the judgment on what you want to do. Oh, okay, because we've been separated for um, two years. There's been no um, – we have, kid, you know, grown kids mm-hmm. and grandkids, but um, – there's been no talk of divorce. If I even mention it or or whatever, he doesn't respond, and he he he's like distant towards me. So right, because I don't feel like he wants that. Okay, but I feel like he's got to figure out what to do with himself. Okay. Oh, okay. So so is, he's he's not sure if he is he completely done or is there? A, a no, I don't. I don't feel like he's completely done at all. Oh, okay. It's not that because I'll, I'll have something, to, you know, it's not like right away I'm going to say, oh, yeah, come back. You know, there'll no. be a lot of figuring out how to you do. Re- yes, there's a lot of figuring out to do. That's not how you build a re- rebuild a relationship. I really think you guys need to get to the point of restarting. Oh, okay. Do, do you see him doing that, like trying at least? Yes. I feel that he does. Oh, okay. Okay. But All it's right, your choice you. if you want to do it because it's rebuilding from the ground up, honey. <laughs> right. That's that's what I mean. Like, um, I would be willing, but it, it, it's, um, you know, because like I said, we – we have uh, grandkids, we we have kids mm-hmm. and stuff, but if he's completely done and if he has someone else, you know, then I'm going to move on, but I really... Right, he hasn't. I get one thing to add into that. As he, as Asen was talking just now, I was picking up the fact that he's got a pretty strong independence streak about him and that yeah. that's contributed to his way he's acted towards you in terms of you being separated from each other. I do feel like what Aston said, he feels strongly about you. And I do, I do see the two of you being able to work things out over the long run if you communicate more effectively to each other. And I also okay. think there's got to be some compromising that goes on with mm-hmm. reference to lack of stubbornness. I feel like your ego is getting away sometimes when you guys get frustrated with each other. It gets escalated up, and that causes right. a rift. And that you guys got to figure out how to – take that back down a few notches in order to openly communicate and not feel threatened by each other with your egos when you both right. get frustrated with one another. Right. See, that's, that's what I, I wanted to know is, is, is he, is he going, because me, I, I, I can do that. Like I, I could do that, but, I, but at the same time, I'm at the point, like, I'm not going to excuse the expression, kiss his ass, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it, it, but, like, it's him coming around and letting that ego down a little bit to let me in, at least. And I do see that as a strong possibility. You just got to give it some time, but I do think 
even before the end of this year, you maybe will be able to have a more of a direct uh, dialogue with each other where that type of stuff isn't in the way as badly as it's been. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for that, Asen. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> um, what I wanted to ask you, your current hot topic issues that you've been discussing on your show, mm-hmm. what what type of hot topic issues have you been addressing recently? Well, we talk about a little bit of everything. I mean, from, you know, like tonight's show, on Mountain Bear, we're talking about the medical situation and how healthcare really isn't allowed to be healthcare anymore. Um, when looking for topics, we look for topics that everybody can sit down and have, is having a conversation within an office about. Um, you know, from natural disasters going on to, you know, the seven plans that are in retrograde. We've talked about fires, floods, disasters, the reason humans are going through these changes. Um, and then we hop into things, you know, that are a little bit more lighthearted, like the royal wedding and, you know, how the charts looked. Um, we talked a little bit about election. We're trying to stay away from the White House as much as possible, but, you know, sometimes that's a little hard to do. Um, you know, different rights, different things going on, different techniques. That's great. All of them are fair. Let me talk to you. Yeah. How about getting guests on your show? How's that come to us? It's been great. They come to us. Um, there's a few editors and a few publicists that apparently stumbled onto our show. Um, and you know, we get, I get emails about every week, you know, hey, this one's got this new book out, that one's got this new book out. And I'm like, okay, send it to me. Let me take a look at it. Um, you know, because if it's what I call baloney or crap, I'm not bringing it on the show. Sure. You know, the best written press kit is great, but if the book itself isn't any good, I'm not dealing with it. Have you had a situation where you originally told a guest that you'd have them on the show, and after you looked at their book a few weeks out, you kind of changed your mind? Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. And it's like, nope, sorry, can't do it. And I'll write him back and say, I'm sorry, you're not a good fit for the show. One of them was, um, you know, all the people out there that are against getting mumps, measles, and rubella shots for your children. Okay. An author had sent a book in for my review. And I'm like, yeah, let's kind of look at, because it takes about a month for me to be able to get through a book um, and bring them on the show. So he sent the book. I reviewed the book. We had predated the show. And then at the same time, I'm reading the book, and it's just junk science, trash science, (laughs) you know, trying to connect the immune deficiencies that we have with a shot. And I'm like, no, you know, you're, even the studies that you quote in here have been wrong. Um, and that is something that we do a lot of time is we back our sources of information. We review multiple lines of information before we do it. That's great to vet it that way and to be able to cross, mm-hmm. you know, to cross-reference it. Right, call us reference and take multiple sources. Let, let me ask you this. With reference to anyone listening to our show right now that is thinking about wanting to launch their own podcast, what advice would you give to someone like that? Sit down and have conversations. Look at how long you're on the phone with somebody. Look at the format you want to do. Okay. Before you start going into hopping into a podcast, running a single pro, you know, single talk podcast is hard. You have issues with it. Um, it's better to find a co-host, find someone that you can talk about anything with, because there will always be times when you think that a story is going to take forty-five minutes, 
and you two blow through that story, the facts, your opinions, the ideas, where you see the situation going, and you still got 20 minutes of airtime or no callers online. So you have to pull that and figure out what you're going to do with it. <laughs> That's great. We do have a caller that I'd like to incorporate into cool. the show. Hello? Hi, this is Jason. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, Hi. I, I, I have a question. Sure. I just broke up with um, a person dating, and it was surprised yesterday. I'm just wondering what happened and if you see somebody else coming in. <laughs> okay. Well, what's your name and birthday, darling? Um, this is Amala, and I'm it's twelve sixteen seventy three. Okay. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah. Hi, Amala, by the way. <laughs> I feel someone new coming in, but you've got at least two months to work on you before they're going to enter, okay? And you need to take this time because you've been doing this break up, hop, break up, a couple weeks later, hop into a new one, and you've not taken care of you, and you need to start doing that, or you're going to notice repetitive patterns in relationships. Okay. 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 Yeah. Interesting because this person was totally a different patterning that I've dated before. Mm hmm. So, but you don't want to repeat it and have the right. same issues. Yes. You know? Yeah. Okay. So do you feel a significant person coming in, a committed person in the next? I feel like it will be a committed relationship, yes. This coming person? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. And we just meet organically? Like in a scattered? It feels like it's organic, yes. Okay. Okay, it's and not like you have to go hunting them, honey. Okay. Uh, and do you feel like it's, um, like, in the next few months? Yeah, it looks to me to be about at least two, possibly three months. Two to three months. Okay. Okay. okay but, and you said, like you said, take the time to take self-care and mm-hmm. do what I got to do for me. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Ms. Amala. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And how are you doing? Say hello, too. Great. All right. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We do have one more caller that I'm going to see if they're on live right now. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Matt is calling. I wanted to, yeah, it's Jeanette. And I wanted I, to ask a question, if I could. Sure, Jeanette. Where are you calling from? California. Okay, great. What's your question for us? Okay, so I have a situation with my lease ending at the end of the month, and I am actually in the process of manifesting uh, some new work. Right now I'm kind of in between. It was a little unexpected, and it's created a little bit of a a whole financially, and I want to tap into what I need to know about that, it all working out or not. Okay. And your birthday? July 17th. I actually feel like it's a good thing your your lease is ending. I know it may be stressful right now, but I think that that's going to be good for you because I think the new position you take is going to be better if you move to it. Okay. Relocate, in other words? Yes. Hmm. How far away? Maybe an hour to an hour and a half. Okay. Okay. It's like you need a U-Haul. You don't need crates to do it. Um, But I feel like when you move, then you're moving for the job. And it's actually very financial benefiting for you. And you stay at the shop for a while, so you manage will make sure to pick a place that you like that has big windows. So what did you say I may as, before I may as well choose a place with big windows? Yeah, because you're going to be there a while, at least three to five oh. years. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, and sunlight's very important to you. 
It really is. And is this something that's coming my way pretty quickly? I mean, it all has to happen rather quickly. I'd say it's probably within the next three, three and a half weeks. Oh, so then I'll need to find a temporary place. No, you'll be moving. You'll have the job and move. You won't need the temporary place. Right, but I'm talking about the the job. Will the job come through before I actually have to move out? Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's all in place for you, honey. Three to five, you know, is you taking, you know, interviewing, taking the job, the offer, taking the job, and moving there. Great. Okay. Do you, do you see how I might uh, connect with this particular job? It looks to me like a website. Okay. Okay. Do you have any, do you have any It's within the same field that you were doing, but a bigger position. Okay. Okay. One of the, one of the things I want to just add in, Jeanette, is you're getting a course correction right now, which means that you're changing things up. But ultimately, and when you go through that process, you'll feel a little uneasy. But I do see things stabilizing for you once you get settled in your new position and your new place. And you're going to be much happier by October, September, October. So this is just a temporary glitch for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so start packing. Yeah, and start cleaning out the crap you don't need that's been hidden away for years. Will do, will do. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. I I always wondered, in terms of astrology, since you do astrology, Mm -hmm. I, I understand my own vantage point with Mercury in retrograde. A lot of my friends who aren't as well-grounded in the concept of it get confused by it. I was going to see if you could just kind of share your personal experience or viewpoint about Mercury in retrograde and how it impacts us when it does occur a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Well, how I explain it is that everything operates on gravity. Gravity pulls one way, gravity pulls another. When Mercury appears to be going in retrograde, that means that we're receiving the gravity wave or the gravity whatever backwards. So it affects the current that we're used to having, the force that we're used to having from that planet. Um, And for, like, me who was born in Mercury in retrograde, things start happening early. For someone that was born, you know, you know, maybe Mercury is later in their chart or, you know, maybe it affects a different area of their chart. Then it's going to be later, even after so-called Mercury and retrograde has occurred. And it affects people differently. It affects things differently. And it's just going to do that um, because of the weight of the gravitational pull on that the planet versus your what you're used to feeling. Kind of like if you start walking, you know, walking on a beach and you're used to the feel of the beach and then you go into the water, the water has a lot more, less pull gravity-wise on you and you'll feel differently. Same thing is because everything is connected on that um, wavelength. That's interesting. This year for me that I've witnessed, there's been a lot of tribulations mm-hmm. and challenges for people. Mm-hmm. The Very normal much. Mercury and retrograde occurs a couple times a year. This year I felt the shift in the energy. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that there was something that made things come to the forefront for a lot of people, things being revealed in relationships and those kind of things. Right. Can you talk a little about that? Well, I feel the reason that is occurring is because it's not just Mercury in retrograde. It's other planets occurring in retrograde that are a little less noticeable. Mars is is in retrograde and will be in retrograde. We've got some more social planets. These are the outer planets, your Saturn, your Jupiter, your Neptune, your Pluto. Those are going into retrograde or are in retrograde. So it's just magnifying that weird energy flux we already get. Um, but it's more on a generational social level, and that's why it's hitting us harder. 
Interesting. And, and like I was researching out of curiosity when Mars goes into retrograde, I know, for example, when Mercury's in retrograde, they say communication could get jarbled, that you got to be careful trying to communicate with people. There might be greater misunderstanding. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to make any major purchases before right. or during Mercury retrograde, like a house or a car, that something like right. that could fall through. Or when you travel, you could have your lost mm-hmm. luggage lost or expect delays. Right. How about and be with very Mars? Very clear on contracts. And contracts as well. That's right. And when yeah. Mars goes into retrograde, my understanding is Mars is the god of war. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to really have very heated arguments or discussions during the period. I think it's the whole summer is in retrograde. Is that correct? Yeah, it's the whole summer. And it's hard on relationships because Mars is a masculine energy. And it's and think of it as this way. Mars is super jock. And he lost his football game. And he's pouty and grumpy. And you'll see men, outlandish behavior, especially the ones in their 20s right now, you know, 20-year-old males are doing more crazier things. And we're seeing this, and it's not to lay blame at, but it's because this wavelength causes this behavior um, because of that pull of Mars. Small arguments that used to be like, you know, we're having pizza again tonight are turning into <laughs> relationship destruction because you're having pizza tonight. <laughs> I laugh at that because I've had a few close friends tell me they've had arguments with their significant others this past week alone. Mm-hmm. And that and has then been, you, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And then, you know, to couple it, because Mars and Venus are, you know, are known um, to be the lover's planets in your chart. And she's in retrograde here soon. So now we're going to ha- we got men acting like craziness. Now we're going to have Venus acting like craziest. Um and she's going to be in retrograde um in Scorpio, which is a little bad thing cuz it's 11 degrees, but she'll start off in October. So the fall isn't going to give you any rest, guys. From October to November, keep stocking chocolate, keep stocking flowers and have sorry cards in your, you know, car because you're going to need them because it's going to be a very emotional time there. That's interesting. And when the planets actually go in retrograde, they don't go backwards, is that correct? The astrologically they do not go backwards. Okay. But from the viewpoint of the earth it will appear to move backwards because what's happening is Earth is passing that planet on a astrometer's point of view. Astrology's point of view is that, yes, it is moving backwards because it's moving backwards in the sky. Same thing as if you're on an interstate and you pass a car. The car appears to move backwards if you were you know, sitting in the car, not in the driver's seat with just a side view. Interesting. That's interesting. We do have another caller. Um, awesome. Hi, this is Jason. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Jason. And hello, Asen. My name is Wendy from Sacramento, California. Hi, Wendy. How are you, darling? Hi. Well, I love hi, Wendy. you so much. You... Hi. And I want to tell you that, Asen, you are incredible. Your accuracy is through the roof. And you are authentic, and I value everything you say and do. Well, thank you, darling. And guess what? Tomorrow is my 67th birthday. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. That means the world to me. And um, you know that I'm on fake disability because of an auto injury that occurred on March the 9th. Right. Um, I just... I just got off the phone with the medical records department at my medical insurance, and okay. they're going to submit a letter of extension for my time off for ADA. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, this lady's name is Jenny, and she was an answer to prayer because she was so kind to me. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, um, all I'm asking, Asen, is will my um, – my primary medical doctor is a very sweet little Asian lady, very intelligent, mm-hmm. right? Will she just p- 
push approve and send it? Will she approve it the way it's written, the letter of the the ADA extension? I feel she does. But it's not like she rubber stamps it. She questions and makes sure that it has all the details needed. Right. It was beautifully written. It touched on all the fine points. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is uh, accurate. Um, mm-hmm. And so I believe in accuracy and honesty. And um, right. so she may be out of the – my doctor has probably gone home for the evening, but she'll oh, be yeah. returning to work probably tomorrow. So will I receive – when she, you know, my doctor uh, approves it, uh, if she approves it like at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, then I'll probably get the email at, at 10:01. Um, so will she, will she will she need it? Think it needs editing, or will she just say, "Okay, I approve it," and go on with her day? No, she'll edit it because oh, it won't have enough God. details. Oh, she'll do what? I'm sorry. She'll edit it because it won't have enough details. Oh, okay. But she'll approve it from um, March the 10th through uh, September 23rd. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's verbiage in there that, depending on rate of recovery, I, I may need, need another extension. So basically she'll approve it for that time frame? Correct. Okay. All right. And, um, well, I... Um, I, I think it's smart that I've kept in close contact with my employer. Um, I'm a little skittish about how they might treat me when I come back because uh, the company that partners with them, uh, there's a C at the beginning and there's a G in the middle of that name, major insurance company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also decide whether or not I'm approved for what they call short-term disability, nothing to do with the state. Um it's been a battle trying to get that approved, but bottom line, uh, as long as my employer agrees that I've been on approved time off, then I and they approve the ADA, then I think I'll keep my job. Well, I feel they'll approve the ADA. I don't feel you having a problem keeping your job. Okay. And, I agree. Um, I think your job will be in, is secure at this point, so you don't have any problems right. with that. The word. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've got two people telling me that. That's good news, and that's my early birthday present from tomorrow. So mm-hmm. um, I was born at 845 in the evening on July the 6th. And mm-hmm. so I'll get the good news email tomorrow. And um, Give I'll... it two days. Okay. Monday then. Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. And... Um, So last time I talked to you, I think you said it was 16 months that you saw before I started drawing Social Security. Correct. Which would be – so, you know, I would be comfortable with that. I could make ends meet. And my my injury attorney is a tall, redheaded man, kind of young but very successful. Mm -hmm. Um, He can't really – move forward much in my injury case until I stop treating, and that'll be probably until early February, late January, but then I think things are going to accelerate regarding my case, and if you're going to pick a number I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was getting information while you asked your question, and I think your case will get resolved amicably. You're going to make sufficient money to be comfortable there. Um, I do think you're in an upswing, so things are going to be positive from this point on going forward with your whole ordeal that you've been through. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you. No problem. And, um, and so I want to work in you for quite a long time, but um, I think you both are spectacular, and it was my privilege to speak to both of you today. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show and asking your questions. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. You too. What has been the most interesting question you've had as on your show from one of your callers since you've had 10 years of experience? Hmm. I think the most interesting questions I've had um, is to deal with different things going on in the news. 
um, like the election and how we were going to fare. Those came in a lot. Um, but I've really heard it all. For some reason, sometimes, you know, I become the car guy, and I do good to just keep the oil in the car. Or, you know, I get to have fun and watch somebody build a relationship. Some of the hardest ones are when, you know, you look at something and it's like, do you really want to choose that? You know, you've got something so much better here. Yeah, I can understand that. Have you had repeat callers on each episode or multiple episodes where similar people I have. I've had repeat callers. I've had long-term callers um, on the show. The Wendy is one of them. She's, you know, we've talked on at least three or four shows for at least about three to four years. Um, continual callers, repeat callers often. Interesting. With reference to your other projects. I know you do you do readings as well from when I saw your site. It looks like you, you do regular readings with people. Yes, I do regular readings. Um, I have the joy of being a resident psychic at the Crystal Butter Shop here in St. Albans, um, which we're broadcasting out of tonight. Um, and then You're breaking you know, up. private clients. And a, oh. Sorry, go okay. ahead. I can hear you. Go ahead. All right. Um, Got to love blog talk sometimes. Go ahead. Um, you know, so I do in-person readings. I do over the phone. I do text message readings. I do video conferencing readings by appointments. I'm on most networks. It's easier to tell you which ones I'm not on. Um, I'm on Keen. I'm on Click for Advisor. I'm on Best Psychic Directory. So, you know, just Google Ace and Knight, and I'll pop up there and I'm probably on your preferred platform, or you can book private appointments. Aiton, in reference to going back to the astrology stuff, so I'm curious mm-hmm. to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. What do you think in reference to when people ask about their twin flames or soulmates? Have you, I don't buy it. You don't buy that? Okay. okay. Well, what's your okay. opinion about that? I was that? in the marketing meeting back in 89, when the term soulmates and twin flames was being brought up to be used in marketing. And that's when it came up with the idea that you have only one. Um, I believe that we have soulmates. I believe that we have multiple soulmates. Think about it. Your husband has an accident. Are you going to be alone the rest of your life? No. Um, twin flames, I just, it's just another marketing thing for me. Um, I believe that we make contracts with people to have relationships and we get into patterns of, yep, husband, wife, husband, wife, wife after wife. And then, oh, I'm not going down this time. You know, the middle ages ain't looking that cool. I'll just stay up here for a little while. I can understand that. I think uh, so many people invest their energy in trying to understand or make sense of a complex relationship. So for some people, mm-hmm. they try to latch on to the idea of a twin flame or soulmate. Right. You know, and if we look at it, the closest we can get to is soul groups. Um, looking at the long-term studies from ARH, um, from uh, Spiris Novus, the long-term studies of lifespans and life groups and people sharing lives together, it's more of a soul group. You, you know, you may be with your husband or your wife this time, and they may have been your mother last time, or they may have been, you know, your property last time, because, you know, we're talking about eons here, and it kind of pulls itself together. <laughs> I, I like that. I definitely believe in that as well. I think that there's some interconnectedness amongst most of us that shares that familiarity from one lifetime to the next. Right. 
Um, and I believe that you can recognize those people. And they may not be in that role, but you'll notice the relationships take those terms. You'll, you, and we've all seen this in relationships. You'll have a husband and wife, and the wife just mothers the heck out of the husband. <laughs> you know, that's cell memory. It's leftover behavior. How did you become certified as a clairvoyant? I became certified as a clairvoyant through ULC. Um, the ministry used to have training programs. This is late 90s. And you had to do six consecutive readings that were typed readings, one questions, and they were remote viewing sessions. And you had to hit so many points there to get certified for clairvoyancy, to get certified for tarot, you had to pass a tarot test. They're no longer offering those programs, unfortunately, because the same person isn't under over them anymore. And what was the name of the organization you did that with originally? It was uh, Progressive ULC. Okay. Out of, yeah. Uh, Progressive Universal Life Church. It was called the Monastery. Is the website now? These, the organization itself has changed. Do you know um, much about crystal healing? Not really. I okay. know it's matter. Um, I know certain stones that work good for certain purposes, but to say, you know, and. This is kind of my view on a lot of the alternative stuff is work it along with it. You know, don't take this herb that's great to heal a cold or this whole, you know, quartz or amber that's great for memory, but not take your Aerosef. Take your Aerosef, but use your amber for memory. Um, use it in combination like everything else. Definitely. What do you... We have only a few minutes left, actually. This has gone mm-hmm. very quick today. <laughs> it always seems like that. It in does. Terms, it flies by. Absolutely. Especially when you're enjoying yourself, right? <laughs> yep. But uh, in terms of meditation, I've had that as a common theme with the different mm-hmm. people who appeared on my show. How do you utilize meditation in your practice? Um, and- I have to use it. You know, I have to get my mind still enough to do readings in the mornings. I have to use it in the evenings to to decompress. I use it for, you know, active meditation. I I can't do lotus petal. I don't know who in the world came up with that idea to bend us up like pretzels. But sit in a chair and get quiet and just silence the voice of your mind for a little bit. Get the clutter away. Um, It'll give you a fresh new view on something. Um, it reduces the stress. It reduces the strain. Um, I hear psychics always talking about, oh, I'm just so tired after doing a reading. That means that you're stressing too much. You're straining too much. Definitely. I like meditation for me because I think it grounds me before I'm about to do a mm-hmm. reading, and it also helps mm-hmm. to let go of any type of energy that's built up from a reading with somebody. Right. Very much so. And filtering it out. You know, because you a lot of times can get it filtered out. Um, You sometimes, you know, if you uh, get a client that's angry, you know, your guides are going to beef you right back up to match that energy they're getting. And you have to take that moment to go, (sighs) and then. Definitely. Why do you think breathing incorporates helping someone become more intuitive? I feel breathing incorporates people coming more intuitive because it fuels the fuels of the brain. It brings in the oxygen that the brain needs, um, and it cycles the energy. Because if you look at the chakra pattern, there's a cycle or a circuit there. And breathing stimulates that circuitry because we're, you know, most readings come from your diaphragm. A lot of people will say it's from the crown chakra. No, it's from the uh, solar plexus. Um, And a lot of readers 
or a lot of people that take on too much of that emotional energy will have problems in their soul and with their stomachs and gallbladders and that type of thing. Breathing kind of pushes that energy out so that you can, you know, pick up the next vibe or the next energy intake. Interesting. Interesting. I have one more caller, is that, if that's okay with you, that we could bring on. Yeah, but they got like 30 seconds on it because I've literally got to hop from okay. one show to the next. Will do. I'll make it very short. Hi, caller. You have 30 seconds to ask your question. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for taking my call. I'm a big fan of both of y'all. And I had a question for Ace, and if that's okay? Sure. Well, my question is, I know it's quick, but I just have, what do you see from my business right now? Restructuring and growth. You need to get yeah. your marketing going, and you've got to get your accounting going. Honey, what's that stack of papers over there? Come on, get that sorted. Oh, I know, I know. You're so on point with that. I know you're going to say that to me. I just needed that kick in the butt. Mm-hmm. Get moving. you got money to make. you ain't got time to be water gagging. <laughs> you're so right. I know. I know. I'm going to get on it. You're right. You're completely on point with that. Ethan. Thank you so much for coming on our show. I deeply appreciate you coming on this evening. And I look forward to keeping in touch with you. And just one last second, tell everyone about your new show so that they know where Uh, they can find it. The new show that is over on the Psychic Coffee Shop here on Blog Talk, it's literally starting now, um, is called Mountain Bears. And it was political and viewpoints from West Virginia gay men. Come check us out. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Thank you. Have a great night. Okay. Thank you so much, caller. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Good night. I just want to thank everybody for uh, calling into our show. I do have an ad for Royal Susie that I'd like to play before we end our episode, so I'm going to do that now. Are you looking for that perfect gift to express your appreciation for your loved one or bestie? Well, look no further. Royal Susie offers one-of-a-kind designs with genuine high-quality crystals, stones, and the most precious of metals that are guaranteed to satisfy the urges of your inner king or queen. Each piece is handcrafted with love and is sure to inspire and captivate all. Indulge yourself by visiting Royal Susie's website at www.royalsusie.com for splendid items like agate bookends, impressively crystal-studded bottle stoppers, and beautifully handcrafted nightlights that will charm every room in your home. Royal Susie's featured collections will truly delight your guests and always make them feel welcome. Any questions? Contact Royal Susie directly by email at royalsusiedesigns at yahoo.com. That was the ad for Royal Susie. Feel free to please check that out. Uh, Royal Susie is a phenomenal business, and I think you'll be very impressed with the website and the information. Uh, There's also a shop on Etsy. In terms of our show, uh, we do have a special guest coming on a Tuesday night. Tuesday, July 10th at 8 p.m., we will have special guest Shelly Kerr, who has um, been working very closely with the Edgar Casey Foundation. And um, I think that that will be a very interesting episode for us. She's an energy healer, a mind-body medicine practitioner, hypnotist, and past life regression specialist. My particular inquiry of topic with her for the interview is going to be her book that she wrote, Edgar Casey Sacred Stones. Uh, so I'm very excited about that episode. If you have any questions for this show, feel free to contact me directly at info at the letter D, socialpsychicradio.com. I have received emails from some of you, and I deeply appreciate it. If you'd like to check out our website, it's www.d.socialpsychicradio.com. And I just want to thank everybody for coming on our show, uh, for listening to our show and, and having Aeson as our special guest this evening. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. 
You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid.